Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. It's the morning after a pretty shambolic 3-0 defeat away at Brighton. We didn't record straight after the game, felt like it made a bit more sense to let it breathe a little bit. Personally speaking, there's nothing that I would have said last night that I'm not prepared to say now. Nothing's changed, just as gutted now as I was last night. Um, don't know if it's the same for the other lads or not, but we'll find out. Um, joined this morning by Ian Brown and Paul Natton. So, Paul, I know you wanted to come on last week. You were frustrated at the, the negativity on it, uh, and you would have liked to have you know, put a little bit more of an upbeat take on it. So, uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Go for it. <laughs> you, you stitch your merch, you? <laughs> um, I think uh, there's, there's absolutely nothing positive to say this week. Um, I mean, I think... I'll, I'll just go... I, my view is still that um, medium term, I'm, I'm not too concerned. Um, I just think with everything the Klopp's achieved... Um, over the last few years, you know, absolutely delivered the very pinnacle of what's achievable in sport um, from a starting point of absolutely nowhere. There's no doubt in my mind that Klopp definitely has the capacity to go again. Um, and also that there are lots of things in place which which are still fundamentally sound or even brilliant, lots of players and systems and structures and all sorts of things. So, uh, so really in that sense, I'm not particularly concerned um, about moving beyond this season with the caveat that we obviously got some serious work to do in the summer. However, in terms of this season, it's disastrous. It's really, really, really bad. Yesterday, I mean... We spend. We seem to spend every pod talking about our memories, Dave. But I, I don't really have like a metal list of all the worst performances in my head. That's I tend to worst. have like I tend to have impressions of of, of just. I, I don't I don't link them with particular games or opponents. I just have impressions of how we've played, yeah. and I can't. I, I haven't got anything worse in my mind than yesterday. I, I feel the players quite clearly are mentally now gone. Um, I think that the, the physical travails that we talked about earlier in the season are quite painfully have been there, have contributed to this, but it's all spilling over now. And it's, you know, one thing's fallen into another. They look like they're second guessing themselves and second guessing each other all over the pitch, you know, half hearted in tackles, um, over, um, putting too much on passes or under hitting passes. Um, too many not touches, sure when to press to, all, yeah. all, all of that yeah and the despondency afterwards um, was was quite quite concerning really I mean I thought you know fair play to Trent you know still you know he's not, not one of the absolute senior pros in there he's obviously very experienced but local lad um, quite prepared to be interviewed afterwards and Trent looked absolutely gutted and worried um, you know, I think, and that sort of chime with what Klopp was saying as well. I mean, Klopp certainly said it's the worst performance of his career, yeah. um, not just Liverpool. Um, so there, things are very, very concerning. I mean, I think there's a they're clearly scrambling around behind the scenes to try and find some sort of solution. I mean, we all know about how difficult it is um, to change tactics and change the way the team, a team that's as drilled as ours, is to change the way we play in the middle of a season. And that's when you were, if you play in, you know, one one game a week. Now I know we've had a fair bit of time since the last game, but you know, across across the season, drilling drilling changes in this team tactically is not something that just happens with a week's training. Um, but you know, the, the formation yesterday was it just seemed to change about four times. Um, there was times where they looked like a diamond. There was times where it looked like four four two, but there were gaps. The press wasn't right. 
the players didn't seem to understand what they were supposed to be doing. And I mean, Brighton, we, we know that Brighton are a really, really well-coached team, but Brighton, like a succession of other teams this season, seem to be just rolling all over us, doing what we've always done, which is to press really well and effectively uh, and to play through us. Um, I'm very concerned and the injuries are just absolutely exacerbating things. I'm not really sure where we're going to get a break from, to be honest. And if we're not going to go to the transfer market, you know, the comments got made in the week, you know, going on about, oh, the money question again, the money question again. If we've got players who are injured, where does that leave us? Well, Klopp's being disingenuous there, I think. He's quite clearly just trying to shut down that side of things. Don't know whether he's towing a party line, whether he's trying to protect the players that he's got. There will be some sort of rationale behind Klopp absolutely shutting that down as vociferously as he did. But he's being disingenuous in saying that there's there's no rationale to bring in players in. Now, there absolutely is. The squad needs a boost. You know, we brought a player in um, in terms of Gakpo in the forward line because we were desperate. We clearly weren't going to do that without all those injuries. The injuries since then up front have got worse. But he's come into a situation where, you know, he, he hasn't got a, He looks bewildered. Yeah. You know, we know how long it takes players to get drilled into our way of playing and he's come in. You know, in the first half yesterday, um, and I, I just feel that we need um, we, we need an injection of fresh blood if we've got any hope of um, recovering anything from this season. In terms of what a recovery this season looks like, I really don't know. Find it very very hard to to predict. I mean, one of the things I would say is is that we didn't. None of us predicted um, the recovery. Um, in the COVID, in the full COVID season, where we ended up finishing third, I still stand by what I've said consistently that it's a bizarre season. There's loads of clubs having mad seasons. Some of them having bizarrely positive ones. You know, look at the top six, top seven. Now you've got Brentford, you've got Fulham, uh, Brighton are up there. You've got Tottenham are having a really wobbly season, and yet they're still above us. The wheels have come off. Chelsea, Arsenal are punching massively above their weight. West Ham somehow plummeted to the other end of the table there are mad things going on City and we're only City yeah absolutely, absolutely. The, only, the only constant that you can rely on is Everton being shit absolutely absolutely right so I, I, we, and we're still not quite halfway through the season we've got another game to go before we played half the league campaign so you know if you were to ask me to bet on us having a big recovery I wouldn't bet on it at all I don't think it's likely but then I had no I, I had no conception that we would finish third in the Covid season when Klopp sort of pulled a rabbit out of a hat then. So who knows what's possible, but but standing here right now, looking at the season now, we're in serious trouble um, for this campaign. Uh, it's, a, it's a proper, proper worry. And I just don't know how we're going to pull it around. And more to the point, I'm not sure that the, uh, that the coaching team know either. Um, and, and I think it needs something fresh. And that's, to me, why I think they've got to go to the transfer market. Um, that said, we know the way the club is about... Silence, uh, and I just absolutely do not believe that there's no money. So for all the all the ranting and raving on social media about FSG, the money is absolutely there. There's definitely big, big money available. But what it'll be with them is that they don't want to overpay or they don't want to buy the wrong player. And my view is that if they want to recover anything from this season, they need to um, definitely do something now, regardless of what their normal policy is. Because I, I think we're in we're in trouble. The only thing with that, Paul, I think the, there's another another possibility. I, I'd say it's a probability, actually. It's not that the money's not there. The money's earmarked for what they want to do in the summer, and they're not prepared to compromise on that by doing something now, even though it's it's clear that 
we've got to do something if we want to salvage this season. It feels yeah, to I mean, me like they're prepared to sacrifice that. I think that, that makes sense, Dave. I, all, all I would say is, is that what I, that definitely makes sense. All I would say is two things to that. One, uh, could a poor season this season compromise what we want to do in the summer? I yeah, mean, they yeah. clearly feel they feel comf- Klopp feels confidence that that will not be the case, and then he also throws in that whole line about well, if a, if a player. Um, won't come to us because we miss out one season and I don't want him I think that's what my dad would have called what my dad would call cutting your nose off to spite your face and the other thing as well is is that if you uh, if you think you've got a deal lined up for the summer and I'm pretty sure that they have they will be feeling confident about the players that they want in the way they usually are there'll be arrangements in place nothing nothing nailed down or signed but they'll have a, agreements in place with agents and with players and they'll have had discussions with clubs um, if they're really confident about that, then why not go hard now and say, "Listen, let's let's do it. Let's do it right now. We'll pay you a bit more." I mean, Dortmund, for example, sixth at the moment, not having a good season at all. Yeah, the Champions League is still to play for, but I, Dortmund's whole policy is about selling. So there is a point at which Dortmund would sell. Look, I mean, you know, all of that speculation and getting into the specifics of individual players, I suppose, in some senses, is, is pointless and unknowable. All I would say is, if there's ever a time for me. To, um, to to change the policy and to go outside the policy and take a risk, it's right now because other clubs are doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm not not for one second saying that we should be modelling ourselves on Chelsea, but when they're throwing all that money around, some of that money's going to hit. And it's also distorting the market as well. That's going to probably make the fees that we're going to want to pay for players even harder to achieve because Chelsea is throwing um, good money after bad. So I, I feel that we have got to we have got to do something. We need at least one midfielder in for me. At least I'm not one sure right it changes anything. though. I'm usually the first person to be like, yeah, go on, go and make some signings. But do you not think it would change the mood a bit though, mate? Well, maybe sure. Well, as Gakpo though, Gakpo's right, coming. Right and we've fallen off a cliff, and I know he's only had two games, but that's there's been no boost from Gakpo, and that's nothing to do with him. Like you know, I don't know what he's like as a player. It's early days, God knows. But there's been no boost from him. Everything's fundamentally broken. I think we've gone beyond the point where you can go and get a couple of signings and suddenly things will improve a bit. I've written this season off. It's gone. <laughs> Completely gone. This You don't fix this. When Klopp's coming out with comments after the game saying, did the players look like they understood what I wanted them to do? That's a fundamental problem. That that's, that doesn't mean I'll just go and get this player there, I'll get that player there. So I'm almost thinking, are they wondering where's this team going to be in the summer? in terms of what shape are he going to play? Because he's, we're in a situation this season where we're scratching around trying to find the shape. And when you're doing that, you know you're fucked. Like, mm. it's gone. So yesterday, he's, he's tried a different shape, hasn't he, where you had Thiago almost playing in the hole going forward. And every time Thiago went to try and get the ball, they just popped it round him and then he was out the game. And then suddenly, yeah, yeah it, it sounds good that you've got two holding players, but if the three who were at the top plus the attacking midfielder go and they all get out the game, then suddenly you're fucked anyway. So that, I, I don't I, I don't see how this is fixable in the short term. And I agree with a lot of what you said there, Paul, but I am worried medium term and even long term. I am worried because <clears throat> when, when you're seeing basics going the way they did yesterday... That like that, there's like red flags going off all over the place because you can have a bad run of games. Like even if you look at the Brentford game, we didn't like it, did we? But we were on the front foot. We were camped in their half. We didn't use the ball very well. That that can happen. That's football. But yesterday can't happen mm. to a club like us. Like they battered us. Like three 0 flattered us. 
if you'd have got a neutral in and you'd have said one of these is the you know one of the biggest clubs in the world who've won everything in the last few years, the other is a club who spend a lot of time in the lower leagues and are happy to get into the Premier League. And if they're pushing for Europe, then that's you know amazing for them. Which team's which? On a start you know eleven I mean? that costs thirty four million. Exactly. Like th- th- this goes way beyond just a couple of little signings and little tweaks here and there. Like you pointed uh, touched on it before, Paul. Like the coaching staff don't even know at this point what's going wrong. I don't mm. think they've they got don't. all these people who get paid to do all this analysis and everything and I think like every I think they're in panic mode behind the scenes wondering what is going on here trying all kinds of different things to fix it and there's no sign whatsoever that it's getting fixed um yeah I, I, I was almost lost for words yesterday in what I was watching yeah. I burst out laughing at one point which do you know what I mean because it was either that or it was, was it Ox's header the telly. Oh, I, I could I could name a few different <laughs> things that he did I mean Jesus Christ but honestly like I, I got angry. Like I don't tend to get angry watching Liverpool. I'm quite philosophical about a football. You know what I mean? You have, you have good spells. You have bad spells. You, football works in cycles. We know that, don't we? And we all, we all knew we were saying on this pod that we need to enjoy this while it's happening because at some point it's gonna go the other way. But I don't think any of us thought it'd go the way it's gone. Like not this far. Not this. I don't think the club did either, did they? No, absolutely the not. The club didn't either. I'm in panic mode as a fan. Yeah, I'm even thinking about Chelsea, you crap. But next week, I can't see us beating anyone at the moment. Everton have beat us at the minute. I, I said the same thing in the chat. I don't think we'd beat Everton if we were playing them next, the way we are. I don't think we'd even beat Everton. They'd just like, set up defensively and we wouldn't break them down. Because you know what? I think, like going back to what you said there, Brownie, me and Paul were chatting before we came on and I said something similar there. Like if The performances we've had lately, so let's say... Forget the Villa game, not, that was all right. Since then, so we had Leicester. I think we'd all say, you know, that that was that was shit. Um, Brentford, yeah, that was shit. Wolves, that was shit. And they were all shit performances by our standards. And I'd say like that they were worrying performances to some extent. Yesterday wasn't worrying. Yesterday was fucking disturbing. That was yeah. yesterday was a whole other level to those other so-called shit performances that we've had. You know, in all of those games, we were in the game, we had a lot of the ball, it just wasn't quite clicking up front, but you know, you could see what we were doing was like it was like a bad version of us. It was like you'd see, yeah, that that's what we normally do, but it's not working. It's not working the way we wanted to. It's a bad version of us. I don't know what that was yesterday. That was not that was not us in any way, shape, or form. It was absolutely fucking woeful in every single area of the pitch. There's like players are not able to complete fucking ten yard passes. You've got players jumping out of tackles. I mean, at one point, Ox had an eighty twenty tackle that he jumped out of, yeah. and and I, and I looked at that and I'm like. In the NFL, that's what they call a business decision. When a player whose contract's up at the end of the season, he's a free agent. And he's like, oh, no, I want no part of that. That yeah. was Ox there. Then there was the, the fucking woeful header as well, which was just uh, staggeringly bad. But forget Ox. O- Ox is like the least of the worries. When you've got, Joel, like, when you've got the Joel? good players doing shit like that as well. Robo, it's like, Robo yeah, on the third. I know. It, uh, the, the whole lot was just... The whole performance... Was fucking scandalous. It was like some of it is on Klopp because he said himself about he changed like the way we wanted to play. So not just like what we would see, we'd see like the system that we were playing. Like to me, it looked like we were playing like a diamond with Thiago at the tip of it. Um, it's not so much like when you draw out the shape on paper. That's not what the change is. The change is like 
when you do that, then somebody's pressing duties change and he's got to be on like a different area of the pitch when we haven't got the ball. All stuff that we wouldn't know because we're not in on like the, the, the tactical sessions where they're, they're talking through all of this. So a lot of stuff is like things that we wouldn't really pick up on anyway. But whatever it was that he was telling them to do, it, and he said himself, they didn't get it. You know, they didn't understand. Now, you can say that's maybe they've stopped listening to the coaching staff. I think that there may be something in that. Not so much that they can't be asked listening, but after a while, when it's the same voices over and over, you, yeah. you do naturally just become a little bit immune to it, if you like. Uh, so partly that. But a lot of what went wrong yesterday wasn't just the result of that. I mean, that doesn't excuse players. Like, there was a little passage of play at one point where Fabinho played the ball back. I think it was to Canate, and he it was like it was like a ten yard pass, and he played it like three yards left of him. So Canate has to go to his left, get it on his left foot, and then Canate tries to play it square to Matip, and he plays it behind him. And this is happening, and then Brighton are just pushing right up, pressing us. And I'm like, that's so fucking shit. I mean, in training, all they do is fucking rondos, and yet you can't play a 10 yard pass to a teammate. It's, it's psychological, is it? isn't it? Oh, it's psychological. Yeah, it is. But Absolutely. that's stuff that, like, that's not tactical, and that's not to do with them not having legs. This, it's, there's like, there's so much more to it than that now. Yeah. It's not just about, oh, we haven't got legs in midfield. That's like just the lowest of low hanging fruit now when people are talking about. Oh look, it's fucking Henderson. He can't run anymore. It's Fabinho. He's shit. Th- these are like relevant factors that I'm not dismissing. And if but you this want, this has grown if you want to from say, that, hasn't it? This has grown from that. Yeah, yeah. but this but has come from that. It's all. It's also too easy and to just becoming, say. Oh now yeah, it's becoming this bandwagon that's rolling. Fix that midfield, and, and it's fat. No, there's way more than that. And even stuff yeah, that's yeah. not even on the pitch. Even stuff like the the fucking injuries to players and players coming back and then going out with the same injury again. Like Diaz comes I, back and then it's the exact same injury he goes out with. Well, and Klopp that, having that, little pops in the iffy. medical team yeah. as well in the press. Well, not press great. conference on Friday. And he, he got asked about Bobby and he used the word experts and it was the, he used it and I thought, that's a bit weird. Why would you not be saying like the medical people or the sports science? And he went, the experts told me like 10 to 12 days for Bobby and now he's not, not even close. The good news about that was I didn't dream those quotes from Bobby. Remember <laughs> when I wasn't sure, yeah, I was doubting yeah. myself. No, he did actually say that, I'll be back for Brentford. So that that's the good news, but the bad news is he's not been seen since. Um, so the and it's the same injury. So this injury that was supposedly going to keep him out for like you know probably ten days. It's it, he said he's not close, so he's not even close to coming back. So I'm stuff like that's for Bobby as well, me by the way. Like for two years I'd have sold him, and now I'm like at least he goes after the ball and he's got a chance of winning it yeah. back. Well, I that's mean, another that yesterday issue. was just a disgrace. That press yesterday mm-hmm. was an absolute... They were late to everything, and you could see it within about 90 seconds. They went, like, forward and them went, but they went, they went like, half-hearted. Like, they either didn't want to do it or they didn't understand if they should have been doing it. Yeah. And the thing about when you press is you have, to, you have to commit, though. Like, you have to no go. When you've made the decision, you go. But we were like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? Or what about this and what about that? No, that we don't do that. That's not what we do. And that, to me, was what was sending out those, like, woodying signals that yeah. there's something fundamentally wrong. When you, I, even I thought that they were all too far thing. away from each other. They just weren't near, near, near enough to each other as well in that press. You're absolutely right, Brownie, what you were saying. But there was no compactness about the team at times. Big, big gaps. You know, a player picking up the ball and, like, um, our opponent picking up the ball and like every single one of our midfielders 10 yards from him 
Yeah, you know, it's just and and then gaps between the midfield and the centre. You know, the second goal when that ball breaks, it breaks into a gap between the midfield and the defence, and he's in. A, he's got like a, he's he's basically at the centre of a big sort of twelve, fifteen yard circle, but absolutely unmarked. You know, it's just uh, it, it's all it's a it's a million things. They're just this so is one of them away. games as well, though, where you can't even look at it and like let's analyse the goals individually. We could have conceded 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Like they let us off the hook so many times, where I was like just thinking they're going to score here. I also and they, think they, they kept messing off. about. I think the last half an hour they just kind of eased off a bit. Yeah, the game was won, wasn't it? Yeah, it's what and we then, normally do. Mm, I know, but going back to like the midfield and the press and everything else. I also think like people are overlooking the fact that the the forwards aren't doing it. You know, off the ball, we are just nowhere near what we were off the ball. And yeah. Not not necessarily because like players can't be asked or anything like that, but you're replacing. Like it was always the same three, wasn't it? We had the same front three. They played every game. They all knew what they were doing. Everyone knew how to play with each other, where they all needed to be. And now you're changing it. And you're bringing in players, and we always think with the forwards. Oh, you know, you're bringing him in, and he's, you know, he's he's great at this, and he's great at that, and you think what they can do with the ball and scoring goals, and what we're getting without the ball from these players, it's not the same as as what we had before. So then that impacts on on what goes on behind them, which is the midfield, who are no longer at the level that they were. Maybe they wouldn't be anywhere near as bad if they had the same kind of pressing from the three players in front of them. We don't know, you know, because last year we weren't that bad. Whatever you say about these midfield players now, last year we nearly won everything with them. So it, it, even if you can say they were starting to, to, to slide or whatever, yeah, maybe so. But look at what we did last season and look how bad it's gone now. It's not just a case of, oh, look, the midfielders can't run. It's easy no, to say right. that. And there is, and I'm not even saying that that's not true. You know, there, it's Clearly, that is an issue. But it's more than that. We're not off the ball. We're just shit. So we're not, we're not pressing high up the pitch. We're not winning the ball. You've seen that stat that came out this week. We've gone from number one to number 11 in winning the ball in the final third. Well, that's you know a lot of that's on the forwards. And Sadio, in particular, Sadio not being here, he was really good at that. So we're missing Sadio, not for... That's something we always say, you know, you don't want to say, oh, Sadio's gone, that's the problem, because it's not. You know, you're replacing Sadio with Diaz, and you're not losing out too much attacking-wise. I'm not saying Diaz is, is exactly at Sadio's level. He wasn't giving us the same goals. But you would have liked to have thought, if he hadn't got injured, the way Diaz was playing, you know, we might be on about, like, 10, 12 goals at this point, the way, the way he was playing. It's not just that, though. It's, like, it's off the ball, it's the press, and... Again, I'm not saying that these players are not trying. You know, Diaz puts a shift in at every, every game. It's doing it in the right areas and being smart and knowing what you're doing. And Sadio was great at that. Sadio was great at it. We've seen, haven't we, consistently under Klopp, that it takes players in all sorts of positions time to understand it. Think about how he made Robbo wait. Think about how he made Fabinho wait yeah. before he got on the team. Ox didn't go, didn't establish himself straight away, and then obviously Ox got injured and came out. Um, but if you think about, just go through the players who've, can, who've played quite a bit this season. Most of them haven't even had a year under this, and, haven't, and certainly haven't had a run of games. Think of uh, half the position that he's playing: Bazetic, um, Bajetic, however you pronounce his name, Cavalio, Diaz when he was fit, barely established himself in terms of the press. Nunez hasn't. Gakpo just arrived. There's loads and loads and loads of players who certainly had nothing like what I think Klopp would call 
uh, optimal um, time to develop and understand how we play. And if you've got lots and lots of change each week and different players coming in, none of whom fully understand it, you think how absolutely brilliantly drilled we were at our very best going back three, four years, you know, go back to the title season, where it was just like this finely tuned machine where everybody knew what to do and when. We're so far away from that now. And I just think that's understandable. I think we take for granted that this really intricate, difficult thing that we did for so many years is just like easy to replicate and easy to bring back. You know, it's, it took a long time to establish that way of playing and players took years, some of them, to get to the peak. Now there's been a lot of change forced on us. Some of the change should have come sooner and should have been eased in. You know, we're still seeing that now. We were too slow to rejuvenate the midfield. And what we've got now is lots and lots of players who are coming in. And we're in, as, as we said, we're in crisis mode. And that way of playing needs to be drilled. You know, you can see it in all these other clubs who play a fraction of the games that we play. These new, they're all really well coached. They've got these really good recruitment systems and they bring in players for those systems. And they still take time to establish themselves when they've got far longer on the training pitch. So I think at the level that the football coaching and tactics are at now, I think it's inevitable when you've got that much sort of unforced change or, um, uh, sorry, forced change on us, then we're going to struggle to uh, to get close to what we need to be. Definitely, I think it's glaring your points about the forwards. The press from the forwards is just pretty much non-existent. But when it's happening, it's very, very inconsistent. It's not an organised press, I think, is the, is the fairest way That's to right. say it. It's not that like these I players agree, yeah. are not working They're hard. They're not lazy. Or, yeah, it's not that, laziness. It's not that. It's not that at all. I mean, or attitudes. You look at Darwin, you'll see Darwin like sprinting like 60 yards back to you know to his own corner flag to defend. So it's it's not a case of them not wanting to do it. It's it's more the organisation of it and like the cohesion yeah. of the unit. Um, Definitely, but that's what I'm saying about like when everyone's going on about like the midfield, this, the midfield, that. It's more than that, you know. It, it is. It's like it's just everything, and there's reasons for it, you know. There's, I don't think there's reasons for everything, you know. I think some of the things you've got to be scratching your head and going, "What the fuck?" But there's just it's so many things are contributing to it, and it just feels like everything's going wrong at once, and we're just in this tailspin. And I, up until this weekend, I've always said I'm not worried about top four. We'll get top four because the other teams up there. You know, not so much the top three. I think, you know, United look like they're, they're not going to fall off. You know, they're, they're, they're decent. They're not great, but they're decent. Well, they've um, had some big wins, haven't they, which will really yeah, galvanise them yeah, now I mean, as well. Even like, the, you know, they, they were lucky Nine to beat wins City, on the run. but bottom line is they, they, they won. They won, you know, yeah, so exactly. They're not going to fall they're away. They're confident to be right so up. You, there's one place in the top four that you're going for, really. You're hoping to over, overtake Newcastle. Uh, and up until now, I was confident that we'd put a run together and, you know, Newcastle will, will revert to the mean because they're punching well above the weight at the moment. Uh, but after that yesterday, I'm looking at it going, we're getting worse. We're not We're not getting better. There's no signs of improvement or things you can, you know, you can hang your hat on and go, well, at least we're doing this well. So if we can just maybe fix this part of things, we've got something going. We have, we've got nothing going because... We're so bad defensively now. And again, I'm not saying back four when I'm talking about defensively. I'm talking about like the team defending, collective, giving yeah. up chances. It's, it is, it's the collective. And I'd say probably only Leeds are worse than us defensively right now. You know, Leeds, and with Leeds, it's more just individual mistakes that they keep doing every game. Leeds are playing well. They look like a good team, well coached, but they just keep giving away stupid goals. With us, it's not so much that we're giving away stupid goals. We're just giving up loads of chances. Teams are just creating against us so easily. So that's a big problem. But just as big a problem now is like we've started to look shit at the other end. Now, there's mitigating circumstances because so many forwards are out injured. 
So you have got that as as like a, an excuse to some extent. But I mean, if if we're not looking good going forward, and we know how bad we've been defensively, what can you rely on? We're just now we're just hoping that the forwards come back from injury, and we'll score enough goals to overcome like the the weakness that we've got defensively, and they're not back anytime soon. So that's the concern for me. It's like we're going to be too far back by the time, you know, we do get Diaz back and and Jota back, and plus the fact you you know who knows whether they'll get injured again when they come back. You can't rely on them anymore. We don't know what's going on with all of that. So, yeah, I'm I'm officially now saying I don't think we'll get top four. Um, yeah, no yesterday was the turning point for me, and it, again, it comes down to how bad it was. It's not like all those other bad games that we've had. They didn't like shake me confidence that much. It's like okay, yeah, that's shit, but we can get better. You know, we just need to improve in certain areas, and we'd be all right. Yesterday was an absolute car crash on every level. There was nothing yeah. worked, nothing at all. Everything was shit. The only player who was like remotely acceptable for me was Kanate, who in the yeah. first half especially, Kanate was just putting out fires everywhere right across the back line. I mean, he's playing like the left-sided centre-back. How many times did we see him at fucking right-back? Because yeah, that Matomo yeah. had just fucking flown past Trent and Matip. And, and you've got Kanate having to come across all the way to that side of the pitch. He was putting out fires everywhere. And then he couldn't do it for 90 minutes. So the second half, there's only so much one defender can do. Second half was just shambolic. You know, we gave away a terrible goal right after half time. After we'd, we should have, you know what? We get in at nil-nil by some miracle. We should have been in that dressing room going, fucking hell, lads, how have we gotten away with that? Let's take advantage of this year because we should be 2 or 3 nil down there and somehow we've got in on level terms. Let's get our shit together, play our way into the game a bit and even if we come away with a point, okay, so be it. But, you know, let's just try and play our way into the game and stem the flow. And instead, we went out and within two minutes, we'd fucking conceded. And even after changing the formation, it was no better. When we went back to 4-3-3, it was no better. It was still shit. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. That was another woody for me as well. Like, so Klopp's adjustments at half time used to work on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Like, um, they used to show them clips, didn't they, on certain things and say, This is what you're doing wrong. We can see it. <laughs> yeah, this is how you it's only it. 15 minutes till Brownie. Yeah, you couldn't have shown clips of that first time. Well, you wouldn't want to show any clips because <laughs> no. you'd have just been showing them being shit. So oh, that wouldn't have worked God. anyway. But we used to be able to fix things, didn't we? And you could clearly see something that yeah. changed. Um, but it, it, it went worse, didn't it? So again, I mean, how alarming alarm is four subs coming on at once, though, Brownie? And look, look at who comes on as well. And that's what we're asking to change the game. We've we got like actually, a child. We were better. We've got an actual. Ch- yeah, we've got an actual child. We've got a, a, a lad who was the, the great prodigy, and now half the fan base are saying, "Oh, he's not all that." And we've got a guy who's going on a free transfer at the end of the season. He's been disappointing anyway. And I can't even remember Joe. who the other person was. Sleepy Joe. Uh, sleepy, can we, can we yeah. talk about Joe's first involvement in the game, by the way? Because 
I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Was you know, it when, when he that ball went up to him? And... Yeah, and then he turned away. He just and then he flew ended in up and went about five yards past the ball. Oh, actually, yeah. No, no was, that so was later on, one, I mean. Yeah, it's... later on, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the second one was when Danny Welbeck lobbed it over his head and scored. Oh, I think yeah, when it, 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 after that was when he starts tracking the runner and doesn't look at the ball at yeah. all. And, and then the he ball's up... played through and it's yeah. like, it, it hits oh. him, didn't it? it just hits him on the heels. Yeah, and then he turns around and then suddenly the lad's gone the other way. Then he turns the other way and he just starts twisting them all over the place and you're like Joe just he's get yourself so off, focused man. on the run that he wasn't even looking at the ball yeah. uh, you know you've got to be running with the player but glancing over your shoulder to see where the ball is he, he just did looked, not look at the ball at any point if Harry Maguire did that we'd be dining out on it wouldn't we for months and rightly but, so uh, that's not something that he would have done previously and, and that's no, again that's like Another the worrying side. thing exactly. so many of these things which are just inexplicable you're seeing like because Joe Gomez is not shit Joe Gomez is a fucking really good player he is and you're looking at him and you're like, not defending a throw-in. Robbo just not making a challenge for a throw-in, which leads to a goal. What about Joel giving the ball yeah, away? I know. Twice. I mean, I Joel with mad, mad passes for two of the goals. One just a, a, an aimless punt forward and the other one just giving away. I mean, it's just crazy. That's you what know, I mean. Really, really well-established, world-class players doing mad, mad, out-of-character things. And for all the crap that you read on social media, it's not because they're lazy. It's not because they can't be bothered. It's because it's right in their heads. It's right in their heads, and they're second-guessing themselves. They don't know what to do, and that the whole cohesion of the team has gone. You know, it's just it's it's worrying. Just well, I just want to come back again, Dave, to the point you were making about top four is definitely gone. I mean, my view is I almost I didn't certainly. Say definitely, I, think, I said the top four. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like nail no, you. I, I, I agree with definitely. I agree with your I, I, point before that you know the COVID season we reeled off like ten wins yeah, out of eleven or something. Yeah, I suppose. But but if you're asking me to bet now, I would say that we're not going to get top four. Same. It doesn't look like it at all. But all I would say is. I just can't get away from and I'm thinking more about other clubs as much as us I can't get away from the fact that it's just a mad season and the Klopp the other thing to say is Klopp is Klopp I take on board everything that we've said about how it looks disjointed the coaches I mean I I made the point the coaches don't look like they know what they're doing at the moment but this is Jürgen Klopp and if anybody can get inside their heads and turn them collectively, it'll be him. How he does it I don't know I don't think even he knows at the moment but I think I, 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 I wouldn't yeah, I would not rule out. I would not rule out miracles simply because it's Klopp. Um, but it, but it is, it's as bad as it could be at this stage. Definitely, I, I, don't, I can't envisage how we could come out of a game of just just prior to the midpoint of the season and and feel worse than we feel at the moment from what based on what we've seen on the pitch. It's very very worrying. But I think though, one game, I'm not saying changes everything, but one good performance and good win. Does start the the comeback and it, it oh, gets definitely. It gets you. But we don't look like that. No, we, we, we don't look we like don't we've look got that in us at the moment. But that's what it takes. Is like you you have that yeah, performance. I'm, like I'm, okay, I'm we can build that. on that. But I just I don't see where that's coming from, especially yeah. because the, the the problems with the forwards. Um, well, you know, I think you two. I don't know whether you said it. Did you say it on the pod? Or did we say it just before we started recording? I mean, we I'm, we will get onto Chelsea, but I, I, you know, saying that we don't look like we can beat anybody. Well, Chelsea are a mess. They're coming to Anfield next week. Maybe it will be one of them where the ground gets really up for it and they feed off us. Who knows? At the moment, I wouldn't bet on it. At the moment, I think, uh, you know, I can't see where a win's coming from. But maybe that could be a turning point, a big result against Chelsea at Anfield. I think we need the crowd, don't we? Like, I know that can be overstated sometimes, but we really need need the crowd next week. We haven't had the crowd all season, have we? The crowd has been crap all season. We need Darwin back. 
Yeah, we do. But I'm not, I'm not buying this. Like what you said there, what you're selling, Dave, about one good performance, then it can all... We're, we're no, like, I'm not uh, saying we'd get back no, to what no, we were. No, no not, not to where we're, but it's somewhere to start from. Yeah, but we are now. We're like a boxer who used to have a boss chin, and then he got knocked out. And then his promoter then starts putting him in these other fights against these little bums and going, don't worry, you'll, we'll build you back up again. The moment he goes in against somebody who's got half a dig, he gets knocked out again. And he hasn't got a clue. Like, I used to take those punches and not... That's fine, and it was fine. Stick us in with some bums. Let us, let us beat the bums, because there's plenty of bums in the Premier League, and that's what, we've got to do that to get back. Yeah, but and I then, think we're the biggest bums. <laughs> that's yeah, the problem. I know. At the but then you stick us in with, like, with, with, with a heavy hitter, we're going to get knocked out. Okay. But the problem is, it's like the bums are beating us. Yeah, exactly. We've because got to, we've got to start. That's the, that's like, the point. You lose that air of invincibility, and oh, then that's everything the, goes. That's gone. Yeah, that's gone. Let's not forget, we've still got. Yes, their form is not there. There are world class players in that squad, and not just one or two of them. So yes, we're in a really, really bad moment. But you don't stop being world class at halfway point of the season, and it's gone forever. You know, these are players with massive mentalities, incredible achievements, incredible talent. And it can turn around. It can turn around. I have no so doubt we'll put in some good performances. We'll get some good results between now and the end of the season. I have no doubt about it. But it's not going to be see where it's anywhere from, near we? as consistent enough as it will need to be to get us back to even top four. What are we, seven points behind now? I know we've just spoken about who are the teams that we're chasing, but I don't see how I we're going to get any level. Seven. I don't see how we're going to get any level of consistency to be able to do that. Now, going back to the point about Klopp, though, I have no doubt that he's the man to fix it. We all that we need is a full reset and a full preseason, and to go again. Like they, they, they need to just start again. And the problem is, midway through a season, you can't do that. It's, it's not possible. Well, I, I would, I would say, if he's Jurgen Klopp and he's the, he's the great manager we think he is, that's not, it's not good enough to wait till the summer. And no, I want I'm saying as a man, I don't want and, him and to I, be good. I also, I also think that he's, got, I think he has got the ability to turn things because we've seen him do it before. Whether he'd be able to or not, I don't know, because sometimes events can just run away from even the best. And certainly that's happened the first half of the season. The key now is he can he galvanise what's left and recover something from this season. And I certainly, um, if anyone can do it, he can. Anyone looking forward to the Real Madrid games at this point? No, but you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. When we get beat by Real Madrid, which is now looking extremely likely, do not for one second try to fucking pin it on me. Because I want to Real Madrid. I'm no, not taking it. Mate. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not on me. And I'll tell you Getting why it's not on me. No, no. I'll Get tell on. you why this is not on me. We could have Rangers in the next round, and there's a good chance we'd get beat. So it's nothing to do with me calling out Real Madrid and saying I want to get Real Madrid. <laughs> it wouldn't matter who we were playing at, at this point. We're playing so badly. Any team in the Champions League would be capable of beating us right now the way we're playing. So if Real Madrid beat us, and who knows, we might get some form back before then. We'll wait and see. But right now, it's not looking good whatsoever. But I am not taking the fall for this one because there's no way that this is a result of me saying, oh, I don't want Real Madrid. Also, let's remember the context. I wanted Real Madrid because I'd rather play them now than later on in the tournament. Let's just put I that actually out think, I actually think it's all... All of this is down to you. I reckon maybe people heard that bravado. Everything and they just got the sucked injuries, into it. The yeah. results, it's all on you, Dave. So, 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 Kloppo's looking at formations, and we're talking about transfers and all this kind of stuff. And you know, all along, it's just Dave, isn't it? It's where he needs to look at. We need to get That's on the blower to them. That's it. Not having this, this, this is well harsh. 
But um, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Real Madrid to go back to your original question. No, I'm not not, I'm not looking all. forward to the derby. Never mind Real Madrid. I'm not, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to any game that Darwin isn't playing in. And I, I, I was half joking when I've been saying this all season. But now I'm I'm fully on board the fact that when Darwin's not playing, I don't really want to watch us. It is, there's, there's nothing there's nothing there that makes me want to watch us it's depressing at least when he's there you know something's going to happen good or bad it, 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 there's, there's something that you, you're going to be like excited by or you know you take him out and what's left it's fucking that dismal that is true it's dismal yeah, that is true and I, I'm looking at Mo and yeah Mo's not getting service at all you know it, it's this, this, the lack of service is a massive problem but he's also not helping himself. You know, sometimes he's not even looking like a fucking footballer. He's just losing the ball so cheaply. And it's like, look, we have problems when we lose the ball. We can see that. We give the ball away and we're in trouble. Just protect the fucking ball, you know. And I don't want to single him out because, again, on a list of our problems, he's not high up on it whatsoever. But I'm just saying, he's your best player, you know, he's got to do more and I know he's not getting service but what he is getting he's still got to do better for me I think he is a big problem I'm going to end up sounding like Monty here but in the past let's be clear Monty's all over so I need to be careful don't I but like in the past I would go as far as saying Mo is just being Mo yeah he's dipped a little bit but he's never been great at looking after the ball but it didn't matter because when he lost it, we would just win it back straight away anyway and then give him it again. He, he would lose the ball as many times as he did yesterday, but we had so much of the ball and so many mm. attacks that he'd then do two or three things and you'd almost just forgive him for losing the ball. Problem is and because the whole well. of the other team, the whole of the other team's not functioning. So now Mo looks like worse than he actually is. I think he's probably similar to how he's always been, maybe dipped slightly, but because the whole of the team's falling off a cliff and we don't, you know, recycle the ball, we don't win it back and everything, suddenly he looks like more of a problem than he is. Hmm. That is what I would say about it. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, when I'm talking about when I'm saying, like, not a problem, I just mean we've got much bigger problems than that. But, yeah, he, yeah. he is he is losing the ball too much. He's not he's not giving us what we need from our best player who's just got a massive new contract. You know, you do want more. But, I mean, he's on his own at the moment. Yeah. Gakpo's come in and ugh, he must just be wondering, what the fuck have I walked into here? <laughs> and But, you know, I mean, I don't want to make any kind of judgments on him at all. Uh, it's ridiculous to make any kinds of judgments on him the only thing i'll say is he, he looks slower than i expected he doesn't look like he's got much pace does he and it, from that regard it's like what what are we what are we looking for now in our in our like forwards because diaz replacing Mane, yeah i can kind of see that you know that there are some similarities there but then darwin coming in as you know that's bobby's long-term replacement totally different type of player and Gakpo's come in and he looks like a completely different type of player to everybody else so I don't know what we're actually you'd think we'd just replace like for like if we're, if we're playing the same way I don't know how you can bring in players who are totally different to the ones who they're replacing and then you're still playing the same way goes similar to you know Thiago coming in for Genie totally different type of player so you're going it's to that have to, evolution you have to thing play. Though, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got to play like differently, and I don't, I don't really know what we're trying to do anymore. Well, do you know the thing I would say to that, Dave? Is I've got no problem. I mean, Bradley just touched on it there about evolving the team, evolving the tactics. Excuse me, evolving the personnel. I, I not only have I not got a problem with that, I want that. We need to do that. That's how we should be. But it's when there's some. I think there's some fundamentals that you look for in players. 
that should never change. And Sadio was a warrior. And, and, and that just that going out of the team is a big miss for me. You know, you, you, you want to go toe-to-toe with anyone. You want Sadio Mane has got to be one of the first names on your team sheet every single time. And that kind of warrior spirit, that kind of, you know, let's try, I'll try all the cliches out here. But if you want to fight, Sadio's your man. You know, any kind of, and I don't mean like, you know, out of control. I mean, you know, tough, strong, hard, go for everything, close everything down, never stop. We want, he'll, he'll go toe-to-toe with centre-halves, he'll play a physical game. We seem to have not recruited that, and that worries me. That's something that I think is a concern. You know, you, you lose that from a team. At this level, you're, you've got problems. Teams with the aspirations that we've got have got to be able to play all kinds of ways. We saw it in the title season, the way we became a little bit more pragmatic. I think Brownie's mentioned that a couple of times on the pod recently. I think he's spot on about that. You know, that more pragmatism in terms of our outlook. We held the ball a little bit more. We were a little bit more circumspect in terms of how we went forward. But we were also able to go toe-to-toe with teams and we were also able to, to deal with teams going in hard on us. And, you know, it's just some of those things are a concern. Your point about Gakpo potentially could fall into the same category, albeit with a different characteristic. I mean, if, if, he, if he's not really pacey, why are we not signing players with pace? That's got to be the absolute, that should be an absolute prerequisite for us with forwards. That said, I haven't noticed the point you're making about him. I think he's looked, we've only seen him twice. I think he's looked okay. I just don't think he's had many opportunities to, to turn the afterburners on. But certainly, it, you know, you, you can get in danger in situations like this of putting two and two together and coming up with 17. But when you look at the, the upheaval that's clearly going on on the recruitment side of the club, you look at the fact that Ward keeps targeting players from Portugal um, or with a connection with Mendes, and you think, are we actually are we just Ward? being... Um, no. Are we actually do, Or, or is, it, is it Klopp and... Um, and what lenders are you saying? Yeah, none of us know, but there's there's a lot of talk that. But, but but either way, it's like it's like there's a move away from what worked previously, Definitely. and now we're just getting players because it's expedient to get particular players. They sort of fit roughly what we want, or are we going for an absolute model that we know uh, will work for us? You know, you think about how Klopp has always talked about he wanted players with a certain mentality. You know, that's why I was quite happy to sign Robbo because Robbo's got something to prove. Same with Mo. I mean, you could go through the team, couldn't you? Lots of players like that. Have we now compromised that because Cody Gakpo is available? And I'm not saying that Gakpo hasn't got the mentality, you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to illustrate the point that I'm making. Are we now doing deals because they're doable rather than because they're the ones that we want? I mean, the flip side of that is that would suggest, well, why are we not doing business now? If we're now flexible in terms of how we'll apply our policy, then we should be doing deals now. And I suppose we're back into the realms of second-guessing what's going on. But I, I just think it is a worry for me that... If we don't see a coherent plan emerge from some of the new players that we're bringing in, you know, you could put Cavalio into the mix as well. That's been said on the pod recently. What was he signed for? How does he fit? Where does he fit? Can't we're just get doing deals now. When they're yeah, we're just stops. doing deals because these these players are there. Well, that's really not what's got us to the point that we're at now. What's got us to the point we're at now is a very, very, very coherent, rigorous, well applied transfer strategy and a world class genius. Has it always been like that, though, you know? Because I remember making the point a while ago that we, we seem to, like, flip-flop on the players that we went for. Like, this is, this is like, a good few years ago, but it was still under Klopp, I think, where we would go for a player and we wouldn't get him, and then you would assume, right, well, we're going to get him or that same type of player. But then in the summer, you, we'd sign a different position and you would think, what's all that about? That doesn't, like, kind of make sense. I just don't know whether we're... Just because, I mean, let's be honest, when results go like this, you start questioning everything, don't you? So I think sometimes you can start looking at things when really that's not 
that's not the explanation for what's going on. And I do wonder that a little bit because they have tried to renew the team, haven't they? When you go through it, you know, signed Jota and Canate and now Gakpo. There's loads of Diaz. There's loads Just of yeah. midfield. They've done, Just yeah, not I mean, midfield. They've done because everywhere they probably else. thought that they wouldn't, but we're, we're now we've established the fact this is not just a midfield problem. This is a problem all over the pitch. So I, I don't think it is necessarily. I think it's roots were in the midfield issue point. that we shouldn't just negate that point. Yeah, no, the, that, the roots were in the midfield issue this season. That, that ain't going away. That that's another concern is that if we do suddenly get some forwards back and we start finding a little bit of form and everything, that midfield problem's still going to be there. Do you know what I mean? And that's still going to like hamstring us until we actually can go and get somebody. Okay, let, let me just jump in there because this is something like I think doesn't really get like mentioned enough. People are talking about our midfield <clears throat> as though there are loads of bums. I'm not. I'm not saying you two. I'm just saying in general, it's like our midfield shit. These players all need replacing. The issue isn't so much that. The issue is that for whatever reason, what we're asking them to do, they can't do it. It's not working, but that doesn't every mean week. that we we've can't got. Do it every week. Yeah, but it, well, we're not even really doing it like for a <laughs> yeah. full game, are we? We see like maybe 10, 15 minutes in a game where we look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's not the point for me. Is that we these players are not able to do what we're asking them to do? I think like there's a big enough sample size now for whatever the reason is, whether it's like. Not enough pressing from the forwards is exposing the midfield and then the slow midfield not winning the ball backs exposing the defence. Whatever the reasons are, the fact is how we're setting up to play, what we want to do is not working because the players we've got are no longer able to do what we're asking them to do. I think that's like indisputable at the moment. So this is not a case that we've just got like some League One midfield players, players who are just shit, not good enough. These are still, yeah, okay, they're getting on a bit, but they're still good players. Now, yeah, other teams are doing well, and they haven't got these like flying machines in midfield. They were like sprinting all over the pitch and making tackles and covering all ground. You know, Arsenal have got fucking Granite Jacker in midfield. He's not mobile. You know, United have got Christian Eriksen playing centre midfield. He's not a fucking ball winner. So they're just a couple of examples. So what I'm saying is, we're not picking these shit players and that's what's hamstringing us. What's hamstringing us is they can't do what we're asking them to do. So why are we not just adapting to do something differently? Yeah, agreed. And you've got to, you know, you make your suit from cutting your cloth or whatever the expression is. Do you know what I mean? You've got to go, this is what we've got. We can't really do this with these players. But what we can do is we can do this. You know, most teams in the league would fucking love to have Thiago. You know, now Fabinho's a problem because he's fallen off a cliff. Hendo's a problem because he's not been great. But let's not forget, Hendo's in the England's team in the World Cup. He was seen as like a vital component in that. He's not completely finished. He's not some bum. These are still good players, but you're asking them to do stuff that maybe they can't really do at this point. So change it play to the strengths rather than the weaknesses you know and that's, and that's kind of what that's I was alluding to about failing. Klopp that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was alluding it's, to it's about Klopp it's a coaching Klopp's got to make that decision hasn't he now yeah, he's I'm all for that. And we've you know had what? that conversation so many times the plan I don't A think we will. plan B thing I don't think we'll do it I think he's, he'll just carry on doing what we're doing even though it's going to be shit and then he'll address it in the summer I don't think I don't we, know. we, we will, did a little we'll bit we did a little it. bit in, that co- in, the, in the season we did where, a lot uh, in the COVID season we dropped 15 yards deeper because well, we, we had, had Nat Phillips and players like that so yeah. is he going to yeah. realise it's a similar thing and, and those players can't do it anymore and well, is he not going to by now because it's not like this is something I don't think he did straight away in the COVID season you know that might be a weakness of Kloppo that it just takes a bit too long to be fair Brownie what he said was that 
he couldn't put like Phillips and Williams in until they they'd had enough time in training, you know, to 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 figure out what we what we wanted from Could them. Could that explain yesterday? It, Maybe they're yeah, working on could. stuff in the Try, background yeah, and it's just it a bit too soon for it to work. But that's the point I was making before about how long it takes to drill players in the way we ch- in, in our tactics. It could explain it. No, because not yesterday, no, because what I would when I'm saying about like doing stuff differently, it would be more about sitting deeper a little bit, you know, having the midfielders maybe sitting in front of the, the defence and but we didn't. We were still like pushed trying to win the ball high up the pitch and it's not working. And then all of a sudden it's like bump 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 Te- teams who know what they're doing, like Brighton for example, who definitely do know what they're doing. They're a really accomplished, well coached team. Um uh, you know they just pass through it and then they're running at the defence. I mean you know, I thought Trent actually played okay yesterday, but that Matomo yeah. was just fucking running at him all the time, and he's left exposed against a, a, yeah, a left no winger support, who's, who's beaten most fullbacks he comes up against at the moment. So I didn't think Trent was particularly like defended badly against him. There's a couple of times he got beaten and it didn't look good, but that, that's a, a winger on that's top of his game now. who's causing everybody problems who he faces, and Trent was just left completely isolated against him quite yeah. a few times, and you know, it, 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 we're, we're not solid. We're just not solid. There's gaps everywhere. Teams are just running at us. And to me now, this is more a case of coaching than anything else. We're asking them to do what we've always done, and it's just not working. And, and we seem like too reluctant to change it. There's one game this season where we've sat in and played on the break, and it was Man City at home, and we won. Now, you can't do that against everybody. I accept that, because not everyone's going to have the ball as much as Man City are doing. But surely there's there's got to be a better way than what we're doing at could the moment. Could have done that yesterday when you think about the style of the against team Brighton, you're playing yeah, against. Yeah, we could have done. Yeah, done. We that, absolutely yeah. could have done. And instead, we went in there, dick swinging, pressing them high up the pitch in the first minute. And uh, because I, 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 the first minute of that game, and Brighton were passing it round at the back, and I looked at our our setup where we were, and it was mad. You see, like Trent was like pushed right up the pitch. Trent was like in in the forward line. Thiago was like right on the edge of the box, pushed right up, and then you had the forwards as well. And I was like, "Fuck it, we've got five players pressing them on the edge of the box here." We and but we weren't winning the ball. A couple of times we almost did it, and it, it looked oh, all right. Yeah, that, that this is maybe a little bit promising. But as soon oh, as Brighton realised, yeah, but as soon as Brighton realised what we were doing, they just played around it, and we we couldn't get near them after that. But we, we, the point is, we set out in that game. We went there and we had like five players pushed right up on the edge of their box yeah. when they were passing it out from the back. We didn't sit in and say, go on then, you're going to have the ball there. See if you can break us down. We did what we do all the time. Regardless of system and formation or whatever, it was still the same principle. I suppose what Klopp would say is, is that, is that counter-pressing is who he is. Mm. You know what I mean? And he wants to exhaust every possibility of making that work before he's prepared to go... Say, before he's prepared to say, no, that won't work. We're going to actually have to change our whole tactical outlook, which, which is effectively fair. what dropping deep would be. But it's also so, Paul. I mean, I, I, mean that's so ship, I do that wonder. Sailed two I months do, ago, I do wonder though, in terms of the point Brownie was just making there, there clearly has been an attempt at a new formation in the last game yesterday, and I wonder if it is. He's thinking this is the last roll of the dice this way, and I want okay. to make this work. So we'll see. They did look like a plan there, like what you what you both yeah, said. They're they spot on. We had four or five pressing really high, and it was a case. And I know you can't say this because it didn't work. But if we had just nicked the ball there, and you were only talking little, um, just little fine details as to why we didn't nick it, they pass it around you, and it looks terrible. But it's not like we were five yards off them. 
we were just no, getting there true. a split second that's too true. late whereby yeah. if you nick that ball then suddenly you've got five people and then they're, they're going to be in trouble but it it was shit or bust basically because then once they just go one two and play a little triangle and get out now there's a huge gap between those lads who are pressing and the back four and you're on the back foot and you're just having to defend attack after the attack after the attack we just kept being late but that's that all, all season we've been a split second too late on it and, and Klopp's putting it down to us not winning challenges which is yeah, it's fair. It's it's true. We're, you can't win not... a challenge if you don't get there, though. I would say to Klopp, I won that. He, also, if you're not well, there, he you said that as it. well, though. To be fair, Brownie, he said like oh. you know the, the players are not willing willing cha- winning challenges, and I think the reporter said to him, "Well, you know, why is that? Is that that then? Is that the players' fault?" And he said, "No, it's it's my fault because I've got to get them in a position where they're in the position to win challenges, and they're not. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not there, but." How are you going to get Fabinho in, into positions when he's just like towing a caravan these days? I mean, Fabinho was never quick. I was. I know we always talk about Fabinho, but this is something I was thinking this morning. Fabinho, remember we used to call him Inspector Gadget? It was like, go, go, Gadget legs, because he just his leg had come out and he'd win the ball that he had no right to win, and you couldn't get past him. Like, no matter what like teams were doing, they couldn't get by Fabinho because he'd just stick a long leg out and he'd win the ball. When was the last time? seen him do anything like that not this season he just doesn't do it anymore and I, no why that is god only knows um whether it's physical or as whether as maybe any player i've seen you know i can't I, remember I a player who's fallen as far as quickly for, he's yeah. 29 there's no there's no like it's just legitimate mad. reason it's for mad that. he um, always had the potential to do that though i think we've spoken about that before, well, he was never quick was he was never he, quick it, and he didn't have recovery pace and you always thought that if if, if the opponent Nick the ball ahead of him, and we're talking really tight margins again here. He was always on the edge, whereby he he didn't, but he didn't know he got it. That's the point. Mm. But he only had to drop off one percent for everything else to then fall apart because he's got no other kind of Mm. redeeming features. That is what it was. Maybe that's indicative of how the system either either really helps or really hinders players. How important the system is, because when the system is firing, you know it lifts players up. But when the system is 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 misfiring and 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 malfunctioning then they can look absolutely horrendous. I mean, he looks like a fish out of water, doesn't he, at the moment? He looks awful, looks mm. absolutely awful. You're looking at him now and you're thinking, how the hell did we even sign you? It's just yeah. such a fall from grace. It's it's I, I, quite shocking, really, I think. I, I genuinely can't think of a player who's fallen so far so quickly for us. I mean, I'm probably there, maybe there are other clubs, but I can't think for us. Yeah, he's gone from being a lighthouse to just being like some fucking random fella holding up his phone with the light on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah, how much that's he's fallen off. Yeah, but you know, it's something else that like this is like stupid and that, but it pissed me off yesterday, and it's like completely random thing, but it bothered me seeing like Klopp's getting completely fucking out coached by a fella sat there wearing a fucking slazenger coat. Did you get onto that? <laughs> Italians are supposed to be like the epitome of fucking fashion and style. And then managers sat there wearing this fucking slazenger coat. <laughs> Every the rest of the staff are all wearing like the night gear, like you know, the, the the club gear. And for some reason he sat there in a fucking slazenger jacket. I'm like, is he just kitted himself out at Sports Direct? Is he wearing Lonsdale trainees? What's going Maybe on? He's bringing the nineteen seventies back. Oh, Maybe it's a high fashion statement. I couldn't believe just, it. I'm just behind the curve. I had to do a double take. Is he wearing a slasinger jacket? What the fuck? What's going on there? I had too many other things to be worrying uh, about. To this be was at the start of the game, though, before like we were getting beat. That's when I first noticed it, so that's why it's stuck in my memory. 
I'm like, fuck it, the manager just sat there wearing like a Sports Direct lozenge coat. That's just so weird. Uh, but anyway, um, oh, that was something I was going to say then, and I got distracted by the whole Slazenger thing now. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, what I was going to say is, so we look like, and I'm not saying that we are, this is not a case of like we need a managerial change, far from it, that's not what I'm saying. But we look like a team that under normal circumstances, you'd be like, okay, this team's at the end of the line, it needs a new manager to come in and, and fix it all. Now, say Klopp wasn't our manager right now, and let's just say, for example, Brendan was in charge, and you know, okay, look, we need to change here. The person out there who you would be looking at to bring in and fix everything, there's nobody who you would take over Klopp. You'd be like, fucking hell, get that fella in. He's brilliant. He's perfect. That's exactly what we need. Well, we've got that guy, so we don't have to worry about that. But what I was thinking like this morning about this, Klopp actually needs to like take a step back here and pretend he's just arrived at the club. He's got to forget like all like these yeah. emotional yeah. attachments he's got to players and the history with them and everything that we've done together. He's got to forget all of yeah. that. He's got to just objectively come in, sit down and look at it as though he's just inheriting somebody else's squad and he's got to go, okay, what do I need to do here to get this, turn this into my team, get this team playing like a Klopp team the way I want to play and he's got to completely go back to what he did when he first came in and he transformed it. It was because the way we look now is like we looked then, you know, like just a soft touch, no energy, just everything's just like miserable and, and and shit. That's exactly how it was when he came in. And within one game, he transformed all of that. And what did he do? He, he came in and he just got everyone fucking running. <laughs> we went to Tottenham and fucking ran ourselves into the ground. And everyone was like, "Fucking hell, that was good." You know, that's something to build on. And then you get that momentum. Like, yeah, I mean, you think, like, over the time Klopp's been here, we've had some really, really, like, heartbreaking defeats. You know, like, big games that we've lost. Yesterday was far worse than any of that for me. And the reason for that, all of those games that we lost, it didn't matter in a sense because you're like, we'll be back from that. You know, we're on the right track. Things are good. We're on the up. We'll have better days in front of us. You, you can't really take anything from, from that yesterday other than this is completely fucked now and it needs, like, rebuilding. It, it, we need to go right back to, to basics and start again. And he's got to look at that and go, which players cannot do what I want us to do? And, and he's got to move them out and replace them. And he's got to forget everything that's gone before. I would definitely agree with that in terms of intent, Dave, but there's two things about that practically at this point in the season, which I think make it very, very difficult. The first one is, I, I, I'm sure that a lot of those players are already, they're worried that they're in the red zone. No, I'm talking more of not this season, Paul, this season. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, well, uh, next season, fine. Yeah, yeah agreed. Agreed. Uh, the other thing I would say is, at this moment, is to, to well, if you're talking about the summer, absolutely, you've got no arguments at all. But to do it this point now, I don't think the players have got the legs. The other thing as well is, in the middle of a storm like this, even if you're Jürgen Klopp, it's got to be so, so, so hard to be dispassionate and clear-eyed and and to cut through all the noise. Agreed. There is so much noise. And some of the noise will not just be external. He'll have internal noise in his own head. There'll be elements of him where he's thinking, have I got this wrong? Because the kind of fellow he is, 
he was looking at himself and, and, and taking some of it on board himself and saying, maybe I've made mistakes. And so he should, because he has. Yeah, yeah, no, of course he should. But that's, you, that's not something you take for granted with people that, with, with, with football managers at any level, particularly at his level. A lot of them are very almost belligerent in terms of the way they look at things. That's not Klopp at all. No, it's but not. to be able to do that in a very, very clear-eyed way, I think, is a challenge, a real challenge. And I think even if he is able to go back to basics, I'm not sure that the players might have the capacity at this stage to do it. I don't know, which brings us all the way back to the point we were making before is I don't know how we go forward from here. The only thing I would say in, in this season, the only thing I would say is I think if anyone can turn it around, Klopp can. Um, and he has turned around a mad season before and we're only halfway through. But it looks the problem with what like. we're saying about Kloppo there, though, is he builds like a lot of the a lot of the things that he's great at and has been great at is built on trust and loyalty, and it's really yeah. difficult to then say to that person that you need to abandon that, you need to not be misty-eyed, you need to be a bit more pragmatic, yeah, because it goes against everything that's kind of in his being and everything he's achieved Definitely. in the game comes from that basis. So, it's I think this is one of them things which is easy to say, but almost impossible to do. I agree, Brownie, but if he doesn't do that, he's not going to be able to fix it. And also, your point about your point about like ignoring that he's been here for years, like how do he goes on about common experiences all the time, doesn't he? And I don't think he can just shelve that and then suddenly start faking being fresh. I don't think he can do it. I don't. I don't think that's. Well, just doable. on that point, he's got to achieve it in a different way. On that point you just made there, Brownie, I think that also ties into a point I wanted to make after the last part and I made on the forum is that for me the biggest mistake he's made is not chopping Ox and Cater earlier, just moving them on, taking the hit and bringing, you know, last summer or the summer, Ox should have gone yeah. summer before last, Cater should have gone last summer. But that is kind of the antithesis of how Klopp thinks. That ties into Klopp's idea of loyalty and Klopp's idea of... And also, uh, yeah, and, and also Klopp's belief in developing people. Klopp, it's who he is. It's not even what he is, it's who he is. Klopp is someone who develops players and makes them better. He makes a personal commitment to develop them and it works. 95% of the time, you know, it's worked incredibly throughout his career at Mainz, at Dortmund and with us. So to be asking him to, to change his fundamental principles and his, it's not just his way of working, it's his way of thinking. It's almost who he is as a human being. Yeah, so it, it gets, it gets really, really difficult to, to ask him to do, to do something different to that. And I suppose for me, that's where you need a strong sporting director. And the one that we had has gone to challenge that thinking and to say, listen, Jürgen, I know you're committed to these players, but look at the hard, cold facts here. You know, Ox is never fit. Yes, I know you. I know he's a good boy. I know he's great in the dressing room. I know you like his attitude and his bubbliness around the place. And I know he's, when he's fit, he's talented. We need to move him. Yes, I know we paid all this for Cater. And I know that when he, when he delivers, he, he can break the lines or whatever better than any other player, but he doesn't do it enough. He's missed a third of all the games. We need to move him on. Um, you need somebody outside of the day-to-day with the team to have those challenging conversations with him and at least make him think. And I, I suspect that's not there at the moment either. There's no way Julian Ward no. will be have, will have the same relationship with Klopp that Michael Edwards had. And also, um, I think, you know, as Billy Hogan has taken over from Mike Gordon, I think, in much of the day-to-day. And I think Mike Gordon was, was capable of having frank conversations. I don't think Gordon would necessarily have been so specific around individual players, but he would certainly no. have challenged Jürgen in terms of his general thinking. And that's probably a factor as well, that he hasn't got those challenging external voices. But you can't just, bring somebody in to do that question either. No, no, no it's not going to do it. But you can't bring someone in now over his head. It's just not... That would be like... That would be massively problematic. So I don't know what the answer is there either. Um, so I, Ferguson I, used to do it by, by, by evolving his coaching team. 
yeah, he would change it. Also he would helps want, though, Paul. He would... You're right, but it also helps that you know Ferguson was a cunt. You know he was. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want that. I'm not no, advocating that. Uh, you're totally right. That that's. But you've got to have that like to do what he's done. Klopp was not going to do that. He's, there's just no way he's going to do that. And I'm not even saying he should. No, I'm that's not saying he should. That's a great point, you know. That's a great that's point. That's why I now. think he needs people outside. Because to have the longevity, you have got to be a bit of a cunt, haven't you? Because mm-hmm. think about what he did. When his teams were seemingly at the highest ebb, he, he would he would pick out one of his key players and he'd bin them off. And everyone would wonder, what's he doing? Like... But he was he was starting to rebuild his team from a position of strength rather than what we're doing now, where it's it's weakness and suddenly we're scrambling about to try and fix things. That that's that's the difference in those two people. I'm not talking the football managers, yeah. but as people, and uh, yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely He's either probably point. got rid of Mo, and he'd definitely be getting rid of Fabinho right now. He'd be making examples of yeah, people, was, and we yeah. we'd all feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. But ultimately, he probably then would build a, another team, and then another team, and then another team, and. That that's that's going to be something he'll, he will probably wrestle with with himself. Behind, behind yeah, the but there's, and the other, it's not there isn't one way to do it though, is there? I think we're looking at the position where we're at now, and I think and this is I was saying this last season. This is new territory for Klopp to be in a position where his loyalty to players is tested, where he has to evolve the team. I was saying that halfway through last season. He's never been in that position before, where he's got this array of talent at his at, at his uh, disposal. And he needs to make decisions about who plays and when they play and how long he keeps them for. But just because Ferguson's way worked for him doesn't mean it's the only way. I think all managers need to have an element of ruthlessness. But Klopp has always done things his own way. Klopp has always had this. I think it's over. It's overstated, I think, the whole paternal approach that he has. But I think being a dad isn't just about having that, that warmth with your players or with your family. It's also about having discipline as well. And he clearly has both. And I think really that you know next season will be more a test of how he continues to evolve things. There's this. a difference between but, discipline and ruthlessness, though. I don't think he has that ruthlessness where he'll go and make an example of somebody. And what I'm saying is, I don't necessarily think he needs. You need to be ruthless in that to that degree to succeed. Well, clearly you don't because he's done it. Look what he's achieved here. Yeah, we're um, talking about longevity, though. So if you go back to the Dortmund situation, slightly different in the sense that he kept losing all his best players. So there's, there's different circumstances. But it's a similar time frame where things start well, I going suppose, wrong. I suppose what I would say is in football terms, Klopp has already achieved longevity. Ferguson was a freak. But, you know, seven going into his eighth year, this is longevity in football terms and he's yeah, done it at every club he's been at. That, that, yeah, that is true. But I'm talking about rebuilding the team. Like... Klopp's team. It, when we think back to this golden era, we'll kind of be pointing at like nine players with a constant. There's only slight yeah, changes. True. True, Whereas yeah. with Ferguson, you, you've got like your Kanchelskis and your Cantona team, and then you've got a Rooney and a Tevez. It's completely different teams that have been built. But over, three, the one over, over, over 21 years, 20 odd years though. Yeah, yeah, and that's yep. naturally going to happen. But for you to yeah. still be able to get through sticky spells, it's a, it's a, it's an achievement, isn't it? Listen, I don't want to give that prick any credit because what Dave said about him is absolutely spot on. But in the context of what we're talking about and trying to do a rebuild, a lot of the time history gives you clues, so you, you, it it can be useful to have a little look. And I'm not saying I want him to be like him at all. I def- definitely agree with that. But you know, I, the, the, if you're looking at history in terms of clues, the thing that I I think we should be looking at, and it's the thing I don't think we've done is Bob Paisley's old adage of two out, two in. You know, and it doesn't necessarily need to, need to be two big ones out, but there needs to be every season, you need to get a couple move on and a couple come in. You might bring a more senior player in, you might bring a younger player in, it might vary. 
I mean, and maybe these days you need to you're two out two in. You need to consider where in the season they come, whether it's the summer or it's whether whether it's in January. But there needs to be constant slow level change well, in great we, teams. We have done I that, think Paul. we've been what, what doing that. Yeah, we have. But what we haven't done, we've done that. But when a big game comes around, the starting eleven is the starting eleven's like more or less the same as it was like three, four well, what, years what before. I think, what I think knocked us was was the COVID season when they had this reaction and it all changed. We're going to sell Origi. They didn't sell Origi. They were going to do, you know, there's, that's when you would have been, all things being equal, if they knew where money was, the money was available, all the teams are spending and we could spend. I think that if they put things on pause for about 18 months, and I think that if there's an element of playing catch up, to, catch up to that, but we need to be back to that again. Um, and I'm not sure we're quite there yet. But this is what I'm saying about Klopp's got to look at it as though he's just walking through the door now. That's not to say. I want him to come in and go, right, you, you, you and you, you're finished, I'm bombing you out. You know, he's not going to do that. I know, should he? But no, but in his head, he's got to go, okay, I need to be moving him on, I need to be moving him on. I'm not saying like you, you, you humiliate those players or you freeze them out or anything, but you've got to look at it like from a completely fresh start as to what you want to do. And even if you've bought that player not so long ago, if you think he doesn't really fit how I how I used to play, how I wanted to play, now we've tried to evolve and whatever like they've they've tried to do this year, it's not it's not working. And maybe we need to just go back to what we did. You know, before we tried to evolve to, into this possession-based team and that, maybe we need to just go back, start again, yeah, and, and go back to what was good. Now, some of these players can't do that, and you've got to look at it. It's not a personal thing. I'm not saying he's got to fall out with these players and ostracise them, but he needs to know a clear plan. How are we going to play from now on? Because, you know, some of the players, like, let, let's say... Harvey Elliott. I love Harvey Elliott. He's a brilliant little footballer. I think he's going to be a top player. Would, would we have signed Harvey Elliott to play in, in the team that we had in like Klopp's first like three, four seasons here? No, we wouldn't. No. Would we have signed Carvalho to, to play in those kind of teams? No. They're small, not quick. They don't fit the profile of the type of players that, that we, were, we were signing and, and how our team played. These players, and it's not a knock on these players at all. I think they're both really talented players who are going to have great careers, maybe even have great careers with us, but not in that style of football. You know, We're either going to have to go back to what we did or do something completely different. But we've got to be buying players to fit how we, we play. And I feel like we're just caught between two different eras now, if you like. You've got like the... We're trying to play like the pressing style that we had, but we've also evolved into this possession team. And as yeah. it's turned out, we're shit at both now. Well, do you know yeah. the thing? I can't, I can't remember whether it was Brownie or you, or it might have been both here or Chris on one of the last couple of pods, or, or even Stu, you were, you were drawing parallels with the transition under Wenger from one type of football to another. I think it was and Julian. How there was, there was, oh, it was a Jules, right? I think so, yeah. So, so there, was this, there was this move to become much more technical. And that in and of itself... Is not a bad thing, but it comes back to the point I was making before about you have fundamentals that you want in a player in terms of attitude, in terms of hunger, in terms of physicality. And for me, you know, the point you were making there, Dave, about you, you don't need to alienate players, but you start to ease them out. I wouldn't have. A, I love, love Thiago. I think he's fantastic. But I would have no problem whatsoever if at 31 or 32, whatever he is this next summer, we just decided, well, he's had an, op he's had an opportunity there to go back to Germany or to go wherever. We're going to let him go. He's going to go with our blessing. We'll let him go for buttons as part of a complete rebuild. For me, when the players come in, I find it incredible that we seem to have gone from these physical, 
dominant players to these technical players and this idea that you can't have both now i realize i realize that it's not there aren't the game isn't awash with players like that and i also think that's why we're targeting bellingham because bellingham has got the physique the the the, the aggression but also the talents as well but it's at the level that we're playing and the level that we're aiming for we shouldn't compromise on that physicality that that controlled aggression the the strength the power I mean, power, the absence of power is glaring, I think, at the moment. Um, and yeah. also pace. Those are things that should be prerequisites for all our players. That's the thing I love most about Klopp in the first few years, that it seemed like everybody was quick. Everyone yeah. he signed was quick. And, and I think what if we're going to go back to basics, I want to see it in terms of the physicality of the players. Yes, get ones who are technical as well. And the good thing about some of the names we've been linked with recently, Bellingham, but also that uh, the Argentinian lad, um, Caicedo, they do seem to have both. They seem to be clever. They seem to be physical, and they've got technique and such as well. So that, I think Thiago has both. Though well. I'm, I'm going to repeat what probably Dave you said to me on the last pod. I think because I wasn't meaning to criticise Thiago when I made that point about transitioning to technical players. Because I think he does do both. I don't think he's a problem. Puts more at all. tackles in than anyone else. I think your your point's more pertinent, Dave, in terms of Harvey and Carvalho. They're both really well, good in players. Terms of Thiago, but do they I'm suit just thinking about Jürgen's how long can he do it for? How long yeah, can Thiago do it for? And yeah, do it week absolutely. after week after week. You know what yeah. I mean? And certainly in terms He's of Dave was talking about though. Klopp in his mind, thinking about two of the players are moving on. Well, I would imagine already... And this is the mad thing that he's having to use them already mentally. He's moving on mentally from um, Ox and from Cater and possibly also from Milner as well. But he's got to use them. I certainly think Thiago next season should be a player who you use more judiciously and you use him not because yeah. you've got to use him, but you just think, well, I will use him this week. You, you make an actually a kind of strategic decision to use him rather than thinking, I've got to, I've got to have him in the team. He, he must not be a must-start player next year. He must be a we-want-him-to-start player. Yeah, but you, you, you've got <laughs> to make sure with your, with your recruitment, though, you have to make sure oh, that the players you bring in are not clearly inferior to him because of then course, that makes absolutely. its own decision, doesn't it? And then, and then you're also back to with that big change. You're back to the whole point that we've been we've made frequently about how long it takes to drill players in the way we work. So yeah. I think pretty much everyone recognises that we're looking for a, at least two, but almost certainly three midfielders for next summer, for next season. But just because we go and sign three midfielders doesn't mean they can all walk in and deliver yeah. instantly what we want. So it's it's not a it's not easy, is it at all? No, it's not. It's far from easy because there's so many things that need addressing. Um, we sound as confused about the uh, coaching staff, probably are, don't we? Yeah, and and they are confused, and that's again that's the big worry for me. Is it's it's just clear that they don't know how to fix it. Like not this season. Maybe like the the they're looking at it and going, okay, everything that we need to do is going to have to be done next summer, mm. and and they've got a plan for that. But as of right now, they do not look like they've got any clue how to fix what's on. And it's been like this all season. It's got worse. It's not got better. And the other thing is, whenever we've got like. Klopp always talks about like, oh, we don't have time for training with two games a week and all that. When we do have a week, we're shit. When we have a full week's training or a two-week break or anything That's like true. that, we that always come back and we're worse. That game, like after a, you know, when we had the winter break, we come back from that, we were shit. When there's international breaks, we come back. Now, okay, international break's slightly different because players are all over the world. But when we have a free week where there's no midweek game and we're going like Saturday to Saturday or Sunday to Saturday, whatever... 
do you see any difference to go oh yeah you can see we've had a full week of training there we were really flying at them there we look so cohesive and organized we actually look worse when we've had more time to prepare and that is the bigger concern for me which tells me that you know Klopp saying like that he took responsibility for it because the players obviously didn't know what he wanted them to do we had a full week to work on that it's like a full week to work on on how we were going to play and they've come out and not had any idea on what they were doing that is like just deeply worrying um it's either they're not getting the message across properly or the players aren't aren't really listening or just don't well, it really takes understand. ages to drill we, we have been making that point it takes a long time to understand that the intricacies of our press doesn't it you know, I think that was, that was the point we were making earlier. If he's changing the way we're going to play, you, you're never going to turn that round in a week. That's like half a season's worth of, uh, of work. I mean, yeah, really but it's not specifically about yesterday, though, Paul. It's in, in general. When we come off a break and we've had a full week's training, we're usually shit. We're better when we're no, playing twice a week. I was referring specifically about, about to the tactical stuff, really, I think. you know, And he's, he's clearly he's, he's jumping from pillar to post, isn't he? It's quite obvious that he's trying different things. You know, it's not the same thing that we're trying every week. It's either different personnel or it's different systems. You know, we probably had about four or five different midfield setups this season. So getting that to embed is difficult. But it's, you know, we're we're, back, we're almost back into perfect storm territory. Everyone again, else really. has that as well, though, Paul. It's not everyone has to make changes. You know, so I, I just, I can't be, I can't be like using that as a mitigating circumstances. We've, but we've not everybody else, not everybody else goes from such stellar highs to these lows. You know, it's not as, the gaps are not as glaring. You know, we are talking about one of the best teams in the world, you know, and fallen off a cliff and it's become this vicious, vicious circle of things getting worse. Exactly. Everybody else, That's why we, it's we so alarming. But, but we don't see, they haven't got as far to fall. When other teams have variances, they haven't got as far to fall and they're, they're not playing at the same level. They haven't been playing at the same level for so many years with the same quality of players. But it's always been intricate, hasn't it? It has always been an intricate system. Even at our best, we've seen the intricacies are really clear. Look, it's, you're right, Dave. You're absolutely right. I'm not disputing your point. I think I agreed with it as soon as you made it. You know, it is worrying that he has a week with them and there's no discernible difference. But I just think it comes back to the point we've already made. I think we're floundering and I don't think there's a quick fix. Mm, that's true. This season. Brownie, you got anything you want to add? No, should we talk about Chelsea game? What we're going to do? Yeah. We've got Wolves next. I need, to, oh I, need to, I need to at least hope there's something else. Jesus. Front of us. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't even realise that, to be honest, on Tuesday as well. Yeah. Great. And you know hey, there's only a couple of days in between. We might play a bit better. I think I think said. we'll beat Wolves, and I can't even tell you why. I've got this, like, there's nothing I can say that like justifies me saying that we'll beat Wolves, but I do think we'll beat them. I think this will yeah, be a I role reversal. It'll probably be Wolves versus Liverpool reserves, won't it? It's probably what it's going to be. I can't see how we wheel the same we, people out. We will have to make changes, no doubt about it. Um, I think for me, I think if, if Darwin plays, I think we'll win. For the simple reason, I think we will get a bit more space to play in than we had at Anfield against them. I think, you know... Is he available, Dave? I don't know. Um, they said he like no, they said he had a chance of playing against Brighton. They were, they were hoping they hadn't ruled him out, but he needed to train on Friday, and he didn't train on Friday, so he was ruled out. Now maybe he trains on Monday. I don't know. They've said that they don't think it's serious. But how many times have we heard that? Usually, don't yeah. think it's serious means fucking six weeks. Yeah, exactly. can't um, trust any of that. Can you? You, we had you to, have to discount anything we say about injured players Virgil, and timescales. Like, Virgil was like, oh yeah, he just felt something, but we brought him off, and you know, should be fine. And that's like, yeah, it's six weeks. Be, yeah, so you, you can't believe a word they say when it comes to injuries, um, which 
is that Klopp lying or is that Klopp going on what he's being told and he's being given incorrect information? Who knows? But I think it's moved from one to the other. I think it yeah. used to be that and now it's become they actually don't know. I'd probably agree that initially... Judging by the way Klopp, Klopp's making comments. Klopp downplaying stuff, but now I think he's genuinely like he's getting told something and then it's turning out to be much worse pretty much every time. Uh, but that just goes back to what we're saying. It's not right. Whatever's going on behind the scenes, fitness-wise, it's clearly not right. Um, we're not running as much as we did, but we're picking up more injuries. So how do you how do you work that out? Um, we get a lot of injuries in training as well. That's something else that needs to be looked at. It's not like it's players getting injured in games all the time. You know, some of it's happening in training. So um, yeah, but like, going back to the Wolves game, if if Darwin's back, I fancy just to win. If he's not. Don't even want to watch it to be honest. I've got to because it's my job. But you know, no Darwin, no party really. I just don't want to watch us when he's not playing. I just think we're boring. There's like nothing to, to to get excited about. Um, so there's no point talking about Chelsea just yet. We need to see what happens in midweek against Wolves. But no idea why. But I do think we'll win that game. Um, I know you don't, Brownie. What about you, Paul? Unusually, I'm I'm more on the pessimistic than optimistic side simply because things were so diabolical against Wolves and also yesterday. I also, the, the, just the doubts about what the team will be. I mean, I suppose if I'm looking for positives into going into the game, you know, I still want to see, uh, I think, I don't think he's, is he even training Calvin Ramsey? Ramsey? Um, is he fit or not? He got is, sent off he, for the under-21s yeah. the other day, so. So he's does fit. that mean he can't? Can he, can he play when he's sent off in the under-21s? Uh, Does he get to, to no, under-21 be... bands carry over into the first team? I think it, I think it depends. I think it's for, if it's for violent conduct, then they, they do. So it used to be. But otherwise not. Yeah, but even so, I think he would have, he would have missed yesterday's game, wouldn't he? So he should be able to play in the FA Cup. I suppose the thing I'm looking for is shoots of recovery. And for me, that would be players who've not played very often, bit part players coming in and... Their opportunity, you know, you know, some of the young lads. Maybe does Cavalio get a game? Is it an opportunity for him to to try and show he's got something? It's um, weird how he's been bombed. It's so yeah, weird. very weird because he scored against very Man City. Weird. I know he wasn't good and he got subbed at half time, but he scored in that game and he's not been seen since. It's really weird. So I just want to see. I, I want to see something. I want to see a spark of some kind. You know, I want to go going into the game. Want to look at the team and think, oh, okay. That has got, that's got potential, and then ideally for that to come to fruition. But if you, I, I, just, I wouldn't know where to begin in terms of prediction, Dave. I really wouldn't. You know, normally I'm confident before every Liverpool game that we're going to get something out of the game at the very least, even against the toughest opponents. I think we're going to get something. Um, but right now, I just think we're incredibly unpredictable. Um, very, very hard to know. For me, probably at this stage, feel a little bit more confident about, and I know you don't want to cover it now because obviously we've got a, another game in between, but I probably at this stage feel a bit more confident about Chelsea coming to Anfield because it's Anfield and because it's Chelsea and the crowd will be up for it than I do about Tuesday night yeah. with Wolves. But um, it's a real tough one. Don't know. Really don't know. I want to see something. We need to see something, regardless of it being an FA Cup replay, regardless of whether it's a bit of a scratch team. We need to see something. We need to see a spark, don't we? Yeah, we do. The funny yeah. thing, though, is that when Klopp's saying that world-class players don't seem to understand what he wants from them, then suddenly what inf- like players who are inferior are going to know what that means. I know it's not that simple, but that that's the concern for me. Plus, when you factor in, Wolves should have won that game against us. 
Yeah. You know, they they got absolutely cheated out of that winning goal because we've seen like different clips and um, things since, haven't we? Which yeah. proved that that should have been a goal. Mm. So I think their tails will be up. They'll be looking for revenge, and you know what that does to motivation sometimes. Um, I can see us folding under that pressure. To be honest, you've talked yeah. me out of it. Yeah, I, honestly, that's no. My you've talked me out of it. So that be point a alone, bastard, but... about they're going to be well up for it. I can just see us going there and just finding ourselves like fucking two 0 down in ten minutes or something. I, yeah. I'm not away from home. We've been terrible away from home this yeah. season. No, I take back everything I said. I I agree with you, know, Barney. <laughs> I do. Yeah, your confidence is as flaky as the team. Yeah, so. what a great. Yeah. What a mood, eh? What a mood. <laughs> Terrible. What, what an awful place to be in. Happy New Year, everyone. Coming out of last season to be in this position now. I <laughs> you know. It's mad, isn't it, when you think how far we've fallen? It's we shocking, haven't won really. this year yet, have we? The Villa game was, was December, wasn't it? We haven't won since since Villa, have we? Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, still haven't won this year. And we had the most points in 2022 as well. Out of anyone. Did we really? Yeah, we had more points than anybody in 2022. My God, um, and I'd love to see that on a graph, like <laughs> you know, doing yeah. a bit of trend analysis yeah. and all yeah. that. <laughs> Watch the fall off at the end. Yeah, but for Everton, we, we may well be like have the least points in twenty twenty three. You know, if going. we lose on Tuesday, can we just do a podcast talking about Everton just yeah. to try and cheer everyone up? <laughs> Might yeah. be an idea. No, because we've got the derby coming soon, and I don't want to be like tempting fate out of that. No, oh, yeah, that'll be. When's the derby? How far away is that? It's in February, isn't it? It's not far is off. It, yeah. Is it before or after Madrid? Uh, I don't know. Madrid's mid to late February, isn't like the twentieth or something like that. Twenty first, so, Madrid, Everton is thirteenth, so a week before. Yeah, week before. It's on a Monday night. Ugh. So four weeks. Four weeks from now. I'm gonna get bladdered for that to be honest with you. Don't on a Monday night? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like um more to do with it. I just don't want to be sober if we lose at Anfield to them mm. with, with the crowd well, in because the other one if you blotted at the derby you win either way don't you you either drown your sorrows or you're, you're up the side of your life because exactly, you're yeah. losing again win win yeah, we'll have to get you on the pod after that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> good luck yeah uh, well, let's just wrap it up now I don't know I just want to just forget about it now until Tuesday yeah uh, nothing sure. else to add is that don't think so no, no. Yeah, oh, let's just end it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just end it all. What, what's it? <laughs> Everything. Footy. Just end the season. Just forget about yeah. footy. Let's just come back in the summer. Uh, all right, everyone. So if you're still listening by this point, and I wouldn't be if it was me. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back after Wolves. <laughs>